This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your Okay, and because it's not a supercar. It is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's a new year, 2024 here. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you all. Gentlemen, I'm live online with the one and only Rizzy Ross actor. Makes his triumphant return. We're back. We're global. We're we global. We're the best, as as, I, as DJ Khaled says. He's he's uh he's back. <clears throat> Rizzy Ross, um, you know, spinning bars, which we, we're gonna we're gonna do a big catch up with you. It's been a while, and uh, in currently a power outage, but committed to the show because he's he's a real one. Scotty Johnson, how are you, Scotty? Howdy, howdy. I'm doing all right. Um, you got to fade into the into the background very soon because there's going to be no light there. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to. I'll start to disappear. I don't have <laughs> any other light source. <laughs> <laughs> you become a non-playable character, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, if you can still hear my voice, then I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, lucky this is a podcast, so that way we can just hear your voice. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, dude, but look, good to see you both. I hope you guys had a lovely rested break. Um, hopefully, you guys ate lots of food and had a and had a nice, you know, you know, kind of break until the new year. We took some time off from the show, um, so it's good to good to be back. Good to see all your face. Good to see you, Riz, Rizzy Ross actor, man. Just, just I want to put this out there, guys. This man is probably the hardest grinding guy I've ever seen. Like he's he's on he's he's doing you know a million. Um, uh, articles a week for the driven he's flying he's, he's international he's global he's 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 national flying all over the country for, t- for different launches yeah. he is arguably the one and only um you know guy that can do this in the ev space so rizzy ross man good to have you back you got to fill us in brother what's been happening um i'm glad to be back now it was nearly over 12 months ago when i think i i, I rocked up in a i think it was a was it a Mercedes EQ EQA or something yeah. that Maddie got a chance to have a have a bit of a sit in, and since then it's um, yeah been just lots happening of every pretty much every month I'm in one to two states just wow. whether there's car launches or whatever else is going on but yeah lots happening in this space and you know as you guys are seeing there's just so many more EVs on the road and new brands new models things are just happening very very quickly now mm-hmm. so. It's interesting times to be in this market and obviously at the same time seeing sort of the rise of, you know, the the I-20Ns, the I-30Ns. There's a lot of them now. There's a bit of a community going on. Mm. Um, so even even in the sports, um, you know, petrol car world, there's a lot happening. So, yeah, just, just good to be part of it. And, you know, apologies for not being able to make it on regularly. Usually there's something always on on a Tuesday night, but you know, taking a couple of weeks off from writing, writing articles and um, doing some of the other YouTube stuff. So, you know, I thought it was a good time to come in, check in, see what the what the crew is up to, and yeah, just happy to be here. Right. It's good good to have you here, man. I I just want to say, dude, I'll be keeping up with with your articles and having a look. Um, 
And your your, your writing is just it's actually really really good. And if anyone wants to check check you out, you know, like, but we always give you a plug on on Carly, but also on the driven where, where your writing is. But um, got to ask you a question, Rizzy Ross. Have you have you driven the um Ionic Five N yet? That's a car I'm actually really keen on. Uh, now those long term listeners of the show know the affinity or the <laughs> arch rivalry that the N badge has with with Rizzy Rose. <laughs> and once again Hyundai's left me off the list. The, That's crazy. No no no. The, look, on a serious note, Hyundai's been awesome. They've lent me the Ionic 5, the Ionic 6, the Genesis because they also manage the Genesis brand. Um they've been awesome and they they're really serious about sort of this electric transition to a stage where they basically want, I think, 70% of all their models, all their sales by 2026 or 2027 to be fully electric. Right. So they're very serious about this. And the I've sat in the uh, the Ionic 5N. Uh, I've covered it a lot. They had it at, uh, what is it, Goodwood Speed, Festival of Speed and a couple yeah. of other locations. It was at the Melbourne EV show. But I think the official deliveries are sort of penciled in for February and March and it's only custom orders. There's no pre-made cars. If you place an order on one, that's the only one you're going to get. Um, expensive, 120 plus thousand dollars, same price as the Genesis GV60 Sport, but it, it looks cool. And I think it's very, it'll be a very rare car when it does come out. Um, but I'm hoping that once it's been out for a couple of months, then they may have a spare one that, you know, I could, I could, I could pick up. If if I do pick one up, then we'll have to do a bit of a car talk meetup to, ch- to check out what, um, you know, what the performance uh, Rizzy Rose's arch rival uh, signature and edition brand is up to. But no, they they the Hyundai have been awesome. Um, I think they're. They're really serious about this. And as soon as they get it, the first thing they want to do is to get, you know, someone who understands this space behind the wheel of one. So as soon as it happens, I'll let 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 the team here know. How did you like sorry, before we get to you, Scotty, like how did you find the the general the just the standard Ionic five? Like in terms of in terms of the electric space, do you, do you think it's a really good electric car? Like if you have if you had to pick one, it'd be up there or I, I think if I had to pick one, it uh, I guess it depends. Um Someone who likes sports cars, um, I think I'm not a big SUV fan from that mm. point of view. But having said that, um, the foundations of the car are really, really good. It's a very comfy car. If you were looking for like a cruiser and just to do road trips in, it's really good, really premium build stuff. Hyundai has taken that to like another level with their premium trims now. Um but if I was to pick between that, the EV6 and the Genesis GV60, and if money was no option, like money wasn't a barrier, then the Genesis is a fun, sportier, nicer looking. <laughs> but the foundations of the batteries are the same. The motors are the same. Hyundai knows how to build stuff. So um, infotainment is roughly the same. So, yeah, I think they've, they've got, they're doing a lot of good things. Um and yeah, like the Ionic 5N and Ionic 6 is a good car as well. It from the back, obviously, it reminds me of a bit of um, a bit of Porsche 
9-11 from the front, obviously the iconic AU Falcon. <laughs> so that's what it's all about. No, that, that's awesome to hear, man. Yeah, look, it's um, it, it's it's cool to to yeah to keep up with what you're doing and and like we 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 always talk and, and stuff yeah around the show like show hours because I know you I know you're a busy man, but look, it's good to have you here, man, and and um, good, good to hear your voice on the show again because a, a lot of our listeners. How you said, oh, is is Riz coming back? I'm like, yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back. So, 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 so they know who they are, and we, then we we know what we're doing, you know. But I've, I've always always appreciate touching base and just trying to, you know. I'd like to think that with the way Caleb's going for 2024, I'd like to think I can make more time. Um, but you know, if it's on the fly, if it's popping in 15, 20 minutes, I'll try my best to do that and make it happen. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Look, you know, th- there's uh, no obligation here, as you know, man. So always, always, just happy to see you on the show, buddy. Thanks, um, Scotty Doe in the land of uh, no electricity currently. Um, yeah. Are, are, you, are you okay? Is do I need to send, um, you know, it's, uh, like a rescue search team to come get you? Um, is the thirty one safe? Is the big question. And um, you know, how's Simba? I'm I'm fine. Just getting a bit dark. You can probably send some candles. If you could, that'd be great. <laughs> I'll, I'll do some Uber candles. The the R thirty one is fine. It's um not here. It's at my parents' place, which actually isn't that far, and they have power. So lucky them. <laughs> car, car wise, I guess it's been a couple of weeks. I actually have done some bits and pieces that um you guys will already know about. I did finally do the brakes. Nice. That is done. It was a bit more of a headache to begin with at first because I thought I needed that special tool to wind and push the piston back. Big shout out to the R31 forums. I know they don't really get much love forums and stuff anymore, but oh, it helped me big time with this. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out all I had to do was remove the um, – there's a clip on the back for the, for the handbrake. Um, because it's connected with the whole brake caliper and that, which how it works. So took that off and there's a little pin that it sits on. So all I had to do was get some pliers and wind that pin back in. And then I could actually just use my normal clamp, put on there and push the piston back. Oh, perfect. And the pin winds back out again. So that worked perfectly. Now I was able to chuck the pads in. Um, the funny thing is, I guess, considering it is connected to the handbrake is the inner pad was actually a lot more worn than the outer pad, the pad that you can see the inner one was a lot more worn. Yeah. So that was interesting, but that's all done. Swapped over. Um, I did the sway bar link bushes while I was under there too, just to finish it off and then took it for a little spin around the block and it felt solid. To have all the bushes and everything done on it, it felt really, really good to drive. Really good on the road. Um, brakes are typical, what you'd expect. 80s brakes. Late, late 80s, so it's, <laughs> it's fairly spongy when you feel it and you press down. It's like, uh, considering what I've got and what I'm used to, so didn't really bite the way that I was ready for. But other than that, really, really good. It was extremely loud, so that muffler is done and dusted, and I found that you can still buy them. Awesome. Not factory Nissan ones, but um, just a aftermarket brand that makes the exact same copies. So I ordered that, and that should come 
uh, soon-ish, hopefully. It's not coming from too far. They're based in Victoria, but oh, cool. it's just about when they get back to work to be able to pack it and send it. And then I'll put that muffler on and I'll be ready to go straight in for a roadworthy. Excellent. It should fly. It should pass with flying colors this time, Scotty. It's all, the whole car's been rebushed. <laughs> yeah, there's no suspension under there that is old. Everything is all new. All the brakes are new. All the pads are new. Everything is new, new, new. So, yeah, I, I don't know what else. I'm sure they might be able to find a couple little things, but it's not going to be anything overly nah. expensive or something that will take forever to fix. It'll be basic, I'd, I'd presume. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how things are going this way. What that's about exciting. you? Uh, no, not much on my end, dude. Just... Uh... I serviced my sister's Forester. Uh, I serviced that on Saturday, and um, that was pretty much it. Um, I found out what, there was a, that rattling noise uh, that was on the front end. She's chosen to hit the. She's got a got a rash. My wheels horribly, and she's hit she's hit a curve oh, really no. hard. That it's taken a chunk out of the tire, but it's also damaged the brake caliper underneath, and and like the, the the pins have just kind of kind of warped, and that's what's rattling the calipers rattling. So. We're under the car prying things and pushing things, and I'm like, where is this noise coming from? And Rudder just comes and hits the tire, and we just see the calipers go tuk, 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 and all this. I'm like, okay, so the caliper's stuffed. <laughs> um, so I've got to order – I forgot to order it today, actually. I'll, I'll have to order it tomorrow, some some new um, caliper pins, and then it should be all good for that. But uh, but that's pretty much it on my end. I've got to do some more um, stuff ar ar around the house, but um, – that's it for me. What about you, Rizzy Ross? How's your cars going along? You still got the Teslas and, and all that? The Solerio, the big, the, well, big, the big important car? It's, you know, you've obviously Scotty's seen the rear end of that uh, beast going up Arthur's seat. <laughs> okay. I, was, I, was, I was in it the other day and I just looked out and I said, that's too much performance for me. <laughs> I, couldn't keep up, I couldn't keep up with it. Uh, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if a Toge legend... Hmm. the one and only some may call him the r31 drift king <laughs> couldn't keep up then i'm just too much power for me i, I couldn't keep the water in my cup oh, well, that's, <laughs> that is that is the key challenge you know there's always a line <laughs> there's always a line that you've got that you've <laughs> got to make sure um so look uh my cars are all right i've so you know as as we know Alam Deep Singh, recessionary times. He's the man when you, which who you have to listen to to get some advice, especially when you want to get some stuff done on your car and things are a bit expensive. Hundred percent. For a brown man, nothing's better than a Black Friday sale. So <laughs> I saw that my car had fifty percent off Pirelli tires, oh, and, okay. and I. So my red performance managed to get nearly 70,000 Ks out of the first set of Michelin's low profile. Very impressive. So, and they still were okay, but I thought not going to skip this year. Went in, as soon as they opened my local Mica, I said, hey, four tires is and a Chinese dude. He's like, oh, very good deer. You will never get deal like this in the world. I said, okay. So he ordered the tires. <laughs> Eventually they arrived. So booked it in, goes in, the guys do what they've got to do. I get the car back. That's okay. And I wanted to keep the older tires. So I kept them anyway. A couple of days later, I start to see these little chips on my wheels. Oh, no. 
And I was like, because, you know, there's there's sort of black or gray coated wheels. Yeah. And I was like, because I know I've only accidentally clipped a curb about 18 months ago. And I know that's only one wheel. But anyway, it's on all of them. So they've used, I don't know, screwdrivers or pliers or whatever they've used. Anyway, long and the short of it is I'm not too too upset by it. Like my fault. I went for the half price tires. And although they're 340 a pop instead of 680 or whatever they are, but that sort of happened. So a bit of wheel repair later on when I do decide to part ways with the car. Um, but overall, very happy with it. No issues with that car or the white car that I've had. Um, and all in all, I still on the hunt though, still on the hunt for, uh, I've, I've narrowed my search from Daihatsu Copens to uh, Daihatsu Midget. Oh, cool. But there's no midgets around. Mm. Um you know what I'm saying? So if you guys see one, let me know because I think they're super cool. Um, have you guys seen many on the road? I, uh, I haven't. Uh, no. I've, uh, every time I do see one, I'm like, oh, midget. Uh, you know, and, and, and they're, they're so cool. Um, but, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen one on the road in, in, in a long time. But I do know of a guy that's selling a Honda N1. Oh, <laughs> is, is he... Is he a gentleman like a Honda god? Some may call him. He is the, and uh, he's also a prince. He is a prince. Uh, he's, he's he's not a Saudi prince. He's, he's, he's an Aussie a, prince. He's a fresh prince of um, Hondas. Hondas. Some may say. <laughs> um, so he's selling his car. Oh, if you're interested, okay. I should go and see, I, I'm supposed to go and see him. I should go and see him. So yeah, that's cool. So he's got. Um, He's got that up for sale. I think mm-hmm. obviously you guys earlier or in well, sometime in 2023, you all went to Japan. We did. And obviously he's 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 probably seen something else that he likes now. So it's time to part ways with the N1. He has it's it's a it's a newer one, but it's a it's the manual uh like tur- turbo RS model, which is which oh. is really, really cool. So yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, but, but he's like, I've got to get rid of this one first. So, so if you're interested, you can go have a look and, go and, and have, have a look. Should go have a coffee with him. Um, and I, I guess while we're talking cars, how is your Fiesta ST, my man? It's going great, man. Like I'm, you know, I'm really enjoying driving. I mean, Steph, Steph loves it. Yeah. Uh, like she drives it more, more than more than me. Um, so, but yeah, no, look, it's 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 doing great. Um, I, I took it for a drive the other day and it's just it's just fun like it's it's hard to get in a car that you just hop in and go and just instantly from the first like turn you turn you fuse you turn the wheel it's fun you know so it's uh I'll have to I'll have to let you have a drive of it um Riz and, and you'll and you'll definitely see they are not very very fun and you know it's I think I was telling you when we had a quick call um last week Maddie that you see i20ns and you see some of these warm hatches around but it's not the same like the you know the the, the what the fiesta st is the last generation it's it's a rare car mm-hmm. so yeah and definitely like puts a smile to my face every time i see one on the road oh, and i think of the main man you know what i'm saying thanks man it's uh it's it's fun you know it's it's a, it's a fun thing it's a fun thing um but yeah, I've got to get got to get you into it, into the driver's seat of it, mate, and you can have, you can have a drive. Well, gentlemen, tonight's topic is we we it's like the Oscars. The it's the the, the car talk best cars of twenty twenty three awards. 
Um, Call it the talkies. The talkies, yeah, the talkies. There you go. It's just the talkies. Uh, thanks, Scott. Patent pending on that. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's the talkies where where we uh, discuss the cars that were released or were quite new last year. Like obviously these are new, these are new cars, best cars of twenty twenty three, and and we, we've put them into categories. And the the, the categories are small. Um, uh, medium, large cars, then SUV, so small, medium, large, um, electric. Uh, now, also part of this rule is that the the electric cars can come under the other the other the other ranges as well. That's totally fine. Um, sport, um, and then we didn't want to talk about like you know uh, tr trucks and things because at this point in time everyone buys a Hilux or a Ranger. So um, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's um, or a Cybertruck, which 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 are getting released in the air, which which is on sale in America currently. Um, I can see your Cybertruck in the background there. There is, you, 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 you know, what I'm saying. So, um, well, how how it's going to work is I'm going to read you some nominees, and then we're going to have a discussion about which one we think is the best one. If you've got a, if you've got any others to add, we can add them in, and then basically come to a discussion of what you should buy going forward if you wanted to uh, to get to get the best one for the for the coinage. Um, so this is the talkies, guys. Um, welcome to the first ever ever talkies. I should I should I should insert here some some you know, fancy music. Now let's get straight into it. So this is we'll start with small cars. Now Scotty, you've you the um you you put in a a uh, an uh, a car. So we'll add that into our list. So the um the small uh, category of cars. The nominees are the Hyundai i30. The Kia Picanto with the facelift and the Yaris Hybrid. Look, I, I, my pick was going to be sort of the Kia Picanto because there's not a lot of cars in that space. There's the MG3 and the, you know, but overall that small segment is shrinking. And I, mm -hmm. I think I heard the news that the Kia Rio is going. Yeah, it's done. So the Kia Rio is pretty much finished, but um, which which is really sad because it's been here for over 20 years. Like it's been since uh, the uh, year 2000, I believe. So, mm. uh, but all right. So the nominees are for small, uh, Picanto Facelift, Hyundai i30, and the Yaris Hybrid. Gentlemen, your thoughts, please, before we pick our winner. I do like the Picanto. It's a nice small car, and um, they're getting rid of the GT one, though, aren't they? They are, and that, and that's that's for me was probably the the one down on that car is they're getting rid of the GT, which is the three mm -hmm. cylinder turbo manual, you know, real real fun little car. Yeah, um, that was the one. And it looks it looks like a really angry little car too. It looks like it'd be fun to drive, and from all accounts, it's it's really good to drive. Um, really well built. You get a really big warranty, seven years on that. Uh, limited kilometers Kia offer that that warranty with them. And uh, from all accounts, everybody that has a Picanto loves it. Um, so I've never driven one, but um, my auntie's got one, and a few other people, a few other people I know, have, have, have driven them and really, really liked them. Um, the new Yaris hybrids come out, um, which has been a bit of a okay seller, not as good as like your Corolla Cross and your and your Rav4 hybrids, um, but uh, it's been there because it's a it's it's a hybrid and it uses next to no fuel at all. Um, the i30 is a strong contender, Scotty. Um, you get them in a few different flavors. Obviously, the hot one, but we, we're just cl we're just clarifying the, the standard ones here. Yeah. Um, so, 
Again, you get five year, five years warranty with the Hyundai. Uh, was it five or seven years with Hyundai Aries? I think it's still five. I think so, uh, it's, maybe it is still five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so five with that, five with the Yaris, seven with the Picanto, um, but no more GT after this year. Um, so, gentlemen, uh, if you had to pick one, what would your pick of the nominees be? Mm, I am going to flip my decision. Mm-hmm. On the i30 and actually go for the Picanto. Um, only f- probably for this year because it's but you still can get the GT for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think mainly because they're still making something that's fun, enjoyable, priced well. I think about the warranty also. Um, starting to see more of them on the road, which is good to see too. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with that one. Uh, and Rizzy Ross? Yeah, I'll go for the Picanto as well. I think there's not not many cars like it. Um, MG3 is in a different segment. And, yeah, I, I think it's a it's a fun little car. Um, hopefully some other brands see value in bringing those small cars into the market. Obviously, I think the idea would be something like a Nissan Sakura one day, but... Mm-hmm. At this stage, you know, that's what we've got. So there is a BYD, BYD Seagull. Seagull, um, yeah. That, is, that, you know, is that coming though? I don't think it's coming to Australia. I don't think it's coming, but I, I, not for next year, or not, for, not for 2024, but I think possibly next year in 2025. Um, they're selling so many. They launched it in April 2023. Yeah. And I think by October they had the 200,000th car rolled off the line. Like that's how quick they make those things. So until then, the Kia Picanto is an awesome choice. Yeah. Yeah. I I was going to say, if if they were, if these companies are going to get, you know, know, legit about, you know, um, electric cars, they need to bring them into like smaller segments. Um, And, you know, I, from what I've seen, the government's wanting to, to change some laws about emissions, but I want to bring us up to to yeah. delay the standards. So all these companies are um um uh, are basically you know they they're going to scramble. So let's go to, let's see what let's see how how what happens and if that changes the tide with all these SUVs and um and you know uh, yeah dual cab utes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to announce the winner. Uh, the winner of this year's twenty twenty three small car talkie goes to the Kia Picanto. Uh, next, next media. Uh, so next talk. Well done for, to you. Yeah, well, well done to you, Kat. The next one is our medium range. Now, medium cars. Again, this is the same thing with the small one. Like I know, I know, MG3 and all that. They could have come under that segment, but um, I was just trying to kind of put them all together in, in the interest of time. But medium cars. So we've got the new Subaru WRX wagon, which come, which came out, uh, which I had a drive of. Actually, really impressive. Not as fast as I thought it would be, or, or, or as quick, but you know, a solid drive and. And I drove a TS, top of the range one, and that had the adaptive suspension and everything, and, and it was quite good. Uh, the the manual only comes, unfortunately, in the sedan, which I think is a bit of a, a bit silly. So that's a point against it. Um, the next nominee is Scotty's one, the BMW 3 Series, the, the new the new 3 Series that are, that has come out, which is surprising that that uh, you've mentioned a BMW, Scotty, because of your <laughs> your love hate relationship with the company. Uh, They've got they've got a quite a quite a big selection to choose from. Uh, they've got uh, hybrid and electric options, I believe now too. Um, so so they've got plenty of options there. That is our that is our second nominee. 
Um, any other nominees you want to add in there, boys, before we before we discuss and choose? Could you repeat the first one? You're kind of uh, dropping out for me because yeah. of my internet. The Subaru WRX wagon. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Look, not uh, from a mid-spec sort of a car. We're talking like the BYD Seal. I was uh, that that was in my list of for the for the electric um, thing, yeah, but I'll, so. but uh, but that can be put in for the medium one as well. I'm happy to put that in for the medium. Yeah, but, but yeah, I think apart from that, the rest of the brands haven't really released anything that's been too exciting in 2023 um, on that front. Um, any wagon always is a it's a good thing. I think that uh, yeah, Subaru is doing you know looking at that segment because we keep dropping wagons out of. Uh, all market segments. So well, well, VW got rid of the Golf wagon. So yeah. so that that so that if you if you want a fa- kind of a fast wagon, you're gonna have to go Subaru in it, really. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll also add in there the the BYD Seal as well. Actually, yeah, we can put that one in there too. I think the BYD Seal is a good looking car. Is yeah, it's um, a lot more spacious than I thought. Um, I tested of the BMW i5. I had it for a week. It was a fun car. Growing up and loving the five series and the rest of it, but it's too cramped for what how mm-hmm. much space there is in normal electric cars. So, um, bit of a disappointment. But the BYD seal doesn't seem to have that. It's like a third of the price because mm-hmm. the i five is like nearly hundred and eighty grand or something, and mm-hmm. then this is sort of starts at under fifty. So, and how much was the Subaru? Do you remember? Uh- Top top spec Subaru, I think it's you're getting into just under you're in the fifties, I think. From, yeah, fifties. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, awesome. But like that's for like your top spec TS. Um, but if you go for a sedan, um, you you can only get there's only two specs of the sedan, I believe, and then um, you can get that as a manual, but you can't get the wagon as a as a manual, which is a little bit of a disappointment. So that kind of goes against it. Oh, that's tough. Out of those ones, um. I would probably be leaning towards Subaru. Um, I'm just thinking price, practicality, warranties. They've moved away from the EJ motors now too, and I've heard good things about, is it the F? FA series. Yeah, the FA series um, have been fine so far with anything you want to do, so... That would probably be my pick. The only reason I threw that three series in there was um, I just thought looking at some higher end um, mid-size cars, it's actually not too bad for bang for buck compared to your normal Mercs mm. and um, and Audis and things like that. So kind of just threw that one in the mix to see what you think. I, w- I, would, have a, I would have a new three series over a new C-Class currently. Yeah. Yep, likewise, price better. Um, they, they actually, BMW, the new one looks a bit better now. They kind of fixed the front a yeah. bit, so <laughs> it's not as huge. They've neatened it up a bit, so, yeah. And at least if you're buying new, it's got a warranty because mm-hmm. you'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> so Scotty's going to Subi. What about you, Rizzy Ross? What do you, what uh, you got? I'd go down the same path. Always supporting wagons if there's one available. I reckon you know, with some so much practicality, and I think what a lot of people buying SUVs are missing out on. Um, actually, I did see 
not changing the category or anything, but I saw the the Volvo. What's their wagon? The uh, uh, the, X, the X XC sixty. No, so that's their that's their uh, SUV, but they've got a. Uh, it must be the V V fifty or V sixty. Yeah, V sixty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they they look really really good, and mm. um, but you know they they'd be pricier. But any wagons are good. So yeah, Subaru around fifty grand sounds good. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say the Subaru purely for the fact of the USP of having a wagon. I think we're gonna we're gonna get to a point where we're gonna be like, actually, you know, wagons are really really practical. Uh, in the boot space, it's quite cavernous and it's actually not bad for its for its size. And um, it's it's you can see what that well they didn't do with hatch this generation that they went they went back to the wagon and I think it's a great idea. I think that did that extra bit of space and, and everything. Uh, uh, definitely, definitely comes up, and and, and super interiors have improved immensely. So, I think they're they're under, they're under something good there. I would say followed by the um, the uh, the seal, uh, and then the three series, because um, I think that I think the seal looks really really cool, and I think that it's a it's a good value EV. Next color. Um, so the next um, space was the large category, but the large category is quite a hard these days because there's no real large cars for sale anymore. It's, it's, it's like that new, like unless it's like an A8 or something. Um, yeah, I couldn't think of any. But I put down for a large car that so still can fit people in it as a people mover, and the updated Kia Carnival came to mind um, this this year. So actually, uh, as very important. So. Um, but, but before we get to that, the the the, the talkie for the medium car goes to the Subaru WRX. Uh, for the large car, the nominee is the Kia Carnival. Uh, any other ones you want to put in there, guys? Any other nominees you want to put in before we um, give it to the Kia Carnival by default? So where where does sort of I don't know? We're talking large cars then. Um, I end up Palisade. Palisade, I put in the large SUV category. Oh, okay, so this is just large cars in cars, general. Yeah, so because the, the Carnival wasn't an SUV, so I mean we could put the new five series or, yeah. or um, and stuff in there as well. Um, so it's it, it's up to you. So uh, the Palisade is coming up in in the in the large in the category. SUVs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the five series was one, and then. Um, the Mercedes, the the new E class as well. The that's sort of done okay. Um, but yeah, most of the larger cars, as we said, you know, Rolls Royce. <laughs> but you know, they 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 don't really they don't really um, count in that category. That they're sort of in a category of their own. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy with that. Yeah, Scotty. Um. Yeah, I, I honestly couldn't think of anything else in in um, that category. It's hard to think of like a large car, like I mean, and, and the it's and it's a quite a big car. Like it's it's not, I wouldn't say it's a van. It's it's more of a it's more of like a like a in between a minivan and a and a car kind of thing. Um, so uh, that's why I put this I put the carnival in there, and I, I think it's a worthy one again. Good warranty and and everything. So, um, do you know if there's an electric version of that coming out? Because that'd be a big seller, is. Uh, yeah, so the Carnival LBV has their MIFA 9, but that's been around for about 18 months now, and it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't a lot of people movers that are sort of in that. Sp- but it's a growing category. In China, it seems to be, like, booming at the moment. People movers mm-hmm. and pickup trucks seem mm-hmm. to be starting out as well, where a lot of people are 
finally looking at their lifestyle pickups. Um, I know we we aren't talking about pickups here yet, but they, you know, we've had some big ones launch to compete with the likes of Dodge Ram and, mm-hmm. you know, the F one fifty and the rest. But anyway, it's a different different category. So the winner by default for the large category of the Torquey is the Kia Carnival. Now we're moving through the small SUV category, um, and your nominees are the new Hyundai Kona, which has just come out, uh, the ZRV by uh, Honda, and the HRV by Honda. Also, the new Nissan Nissan. No, I can't even English today. Nissan Nissan. Uh, what what do you mission Nissan? Uh, the new Nissan Qashqai, which was your um, which was your entry, and um, that's. That is the oh, and the uh, MG ZS uh, electric, because mm-hmm. uh, because that was that was a release of last year I believe. So um, they are your your picks, gentlemen. Why is your money going and why? What was the mm-hmm. first one, Maddie? The new Hyundai Kona, the ZRV, wow. HRV, Nissan Qashqai, and the ZS MG um, electric. The new Kona is pretty cool. They've got quite a few different variants depending on the type of performance or range or whatever you're looking for. Um, yeah, I think, I think the Kona would be the pick for me. Uh, Scotty? Um, I do like the Kona, but I think the only one I like is the N version really. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there is no N currently, uh, to be, to be made as of yet for the new, for the new one. So yeah, the new the one. Yeah, mm, that is tough. I know recently the Kashkai did win. Um, I can't remember if it was it Wheels or one of them of their car of the year. Gosh, I'd probably have to think about again practicality, pricing, warranties. I would probably again have to go for the Kona. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to give an honorable mention to the ZRV. I think Honda's made a real strong comeback. Um, I think their latest range of cars have, uh, how would you explain, uh, have made a really good comeback for the brand because they've been a very kind of nowhere brand for the last few years. And, and last year was a big year for them. Um, and the new ZRV, I mean, it's it looks a bit Darth Vader-y on the outside, but to drive, it's brilliant. Uh, Technology is great. Um, you can get it as a, as a hybrid. Um, you can get it with all like all, all the different options, and there's you know they'll probably do an electric one at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is a really really good car. Um, that I was that really surprised me. Um, the new Kona I think looks pretty cool. It's actually a lot bigger than the old Kona. I don't know if you've seen them come side to side. Um, when I was there with my brother at Hyundai when he was getting when he was looking at buying a car, um, they had one there next to next to the old next one. Looks all current N. They had an N line new version and, a, and an N of the outgoing model and um yeah it's a lot bigger it's it's a bigger car i think they've addressed a lot of the issues people had oh, i was too small the kona but um i think the, the new kona is pretty epic um so for me it's out of those two and seeing as you both you guys have both picked the uh um the kona that gets the vote um from from us so the uh the the, the talkie for the for the small suv goes to the new Hyundai Kona. Uh, and we've lost Scotty, who's, who's out of electricity. Any, anything's possible. Poor Scotty. Hopefully they get the power back. It's um, stormy weather everywhere. I've had um, 
you know, colleagues in well, ex-colleagues from Gold Coast that haven't had power for over seven days. And well, that's it's, it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, not good up there. Um, power lines, trees, everything, tornadoes, floods, you name it, it's all happening. And I think we're getting a little bit of that. And yeah, power outages, real. Yeah, so we've had actually quite a crazy day in terms of the weather here. It was hot this morning, really muggy. And then it just, then it's just, it's just bucketed down and thunder and lightning. My dog's been going crazy. So anyway, um, we'll move on to the SUV medium uh, talkie, which is now um, the Kia Sportage, Hyundai Tucson, um, and the um, the Model Y um, Tesla. So they are they are three that are, I think have been a bit of a standout. Um, in in the category, um, from what I saw, the CRV is classified as a large, even though I th- even though I think it's more of a medium. But but we'll, we'll keep it with what it's classified as as a large. So that didn't, it didn't make this category because I do think the new, I think the new CRV is really good. Um, so they are your three picks now. The Sportage and the Tucson are virtually the same car underneath, um, just in different bodies. And the Model Y is basically just a higher version. <laughs> it looks really similar to a to a Model Three, yes. Uh, but obviously, people were choosing it. It's selling very. It's, it was a top ten seller this year, I believe, Riz. Um, it's really doing well in the market, um, and it's really put Tesla's on the map. Like every day I, I drive, I see one or two of them. Like regardless, everywhere. they're freaking everywhere. So, um, Riz, tell tell us about a little bit about the about the Tesla and 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 where you see it in in this category, and and if you think that it's a deserving winner. I think it's uh, it's getting closer to those other two cars in terms of pricing. Hmm. So, used to be. You know, seventy thousand plus on roads. It's gotten to about sixty-four thousand plus on roads now. Uh, some of the higher end, sort of Kia and Hyundai models are sort of in their early fifties. Yeah. So they're getting closer in terms of the pricing. What's actually interesting though is that if you can uh, lease a vehicle. A Model Y will be a lot cheaper on your monthly repayments than uh, um, Kia or, or Hyundai products, purely because an electric car and it has no fringe benefit tax. Mm-hmm. So there's been some crazy examples for some people to buy a Volvo XC40 recharge, which is about $75,000. It's their monthly repayments are lower on the Volvo than they are on a RAV4 hybrid. That's insane. So that's well, what people that's what people are sort of because they use your pre-tax income and you know this is officially not this is not financial advice or anything like that. So you gotta talk to your leasing companies and the rest. But that's part of the reason why they're selling so well. Um also just the cost of you know filling up and the rest. Yeah. Is just a lot for some there's some electricity companies offering um uh EV plans so you can charge your car from midnight to six AM for like five bucks empty to full. That's pretty good. And five bucks versus filling up every hundred odd dollars or whatever it is. So there are a few advantages, but it's not for everybody. Um and that's why I think there's still a space for, you know the the Kia and Hyundai products 
Uh, particularly, they are cheaper still to purchase, but there's arrangements that you can have. Um, but then it's a different category, a well, slightly different category because it's the Tesla is slightly more premium for some people, um, whereas the the Kia and I guess the Hyundai products are standard sort of SUVs. Um, but you get a lot of kit in all of those cars. So out of those three, um, where's your money going? I, I, I think the Model Y is a very compelling argument. It's it's It shows how compelling it is by the amount of cars that there are on the road. Um, and I see them, I see them like the amount, same amount as the new Kia Sportage. Like I see, I see quite a few of them. Well, like for example, November, there were more, basically the Model Y was the best selling car in the country, petrol, electric wow. or diesel. Yeah. If you don't count the Ranger and the Hilux. Yeah. So that's not a Ute. It's the best selling car. Um, in 2023, there's going to be a bit of time before they crunch all the numbers for globally, but Model Y is looking likely to be the best-selling car all around. Yeah, that's crazy. So over the F1, uh, F-Series F trucks in the US, over RAV4 Corolla, this is a car that costs nearly 70, 70,000 Australian dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of where the the value is for a lot of people that are looking at that sort of segment. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, lots of space. Tesla has a supercharging network and the rest of it. But yeah, like I said, I think if, if you're thinking about, you know, looking at something, maybe a hybrid um, equivalent of, you know, a Hyundai hybrid might be a good option until there's more options for electric cars as such. But um the Model Y works for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think that's the compelling argument, and that's why I think we're going to give it the uh, the medium SUV talkie this year. So congratulations to um, to the Model Y. Large SUVs. Now, this is a quite a competitive market now. Um, the one that won, uh, I think it was, I think it won Wheels Car of the Year, was the, the new Ford Everest. Mm-hmm. Um but that's one that can do off-roading. Uh, the other ones that I'm going to add in here, so the other nominees, so the, 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 the Everest is their first nominee, but the other nominees are the new Honda CRV, um, the new um, say, uh, Mazda CX-90, because um, you can get an inline six with that, um, and the, uh, with, with hybrid powertrains, uh, the Hyundai Palisade, um, so they are that is the next range of cars. So you've got your Everest, Palisade, CX-90, Honda Civic, very different cars, all different cars, um, all kind of slightly different in size, but all come under like a large category in the SUV world landscape. Um, Palisade, for, we'll, start, we'll start with the Palisade. Palisade's a massive car. It's a, it's a huge car. Um, I sat in one at the, at the dealership and um, they, had a, they had a really lovely dark green one there. I've never seen one of that color before. And the interior, the fit and finish on that Hyundai was unbelievable. Like it felt like a pre, it felt like a Mercedes. Like it felt really, really good. Um, every possible thing you could think of, it's got. So, but again, the, it's reflected in its price tag. It's you know hundred thousand dollars or thereabouts, with depending on what you put in it. Um, CX ninety again, getting up there. There's no more CX nine anymore. Um, so that takes over that that role. I don't know why they've just didn't call it a new CX nine, um, but. 
That again is another um, really impressive car. Inline six brought an inline six back. Um, uh, they're doing what what Mercedes has done and brought back an inline six because of because of efficiency and smoothness. Um, Honda CRV is the next one. Again, the small probably the smallest out of all of them, but a really nice looking car and drives really well. Like the road banners are unbelievably good. Um, misses a couple of important features like 360 camera and stuff like that, but everything else it's, it's pretty much got. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a you know it's a compelling compelling drive in terms of the one to drive. That's probably the one, the best one to drive. The Everest, um, I think it's just too big and um, and it's pretty much a Ranger anyway. And it's it's a cool car. It's it it does if you want if you wanted to go off roading, that's your pick. But for me. Um, I I think from the prices are virtually 100 grand for that as well. Anyway, uh, I would much rather have a Palisade if that's if that was my money because I'm probably not going to do off roading. But if I'm going to do off roading, I I wouldn't want to use a hundred thousand dollar car off road. I'd buy a I'd buy a cheaper car to, to do it. To be fair, um, Riz, what, what's what's your opinions on that on those on that selection? The CRV, the CX90, the Palisade, and the Everest. Um, look, the Everest by far is so commonly used when you see a whole lot of people towing caravans and whatever with them so you know there's a there's a place for that car uh obviously ford is doing everything they can to use the ranger platform in whatever capacity yeah um so um, yeah so, so that's everest and then you've got um... cx90 i've heard a lot of good things about the car i just think that when it's funny like 10 years ago if we would have said that hyundai would be selling hundred thousand dollar cars we'll all laugh yeah. Mazda was slowly getting there, but then never really got there in the end. And now they've got the CX ninety, so it's 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 all right. Um, but I think the preference would my preference would be um, probably the CRV in this okay. case because Honda has done a lot of good things over the years. Obviously, with their fixed pricing, it didn't go all too well, but. If they're launching new products that are compelling to people, then I think yeah, the Honda CRV deserves to be on that list. So, Riz, you're picking the the the, the CRV out of the, out of that list, okay? Oh, for me, I I think the CRV is a compelling argument because I think the Honda CRV is a compelling argument because it is by far the cheapest car in this category, and it's to get the hybrid options only two thousand dollars extra, mm. and that's for the, that's for the RS model. So I'd probably go I'd probably go that because. And I think that makes it a compelling argument because it's you know for, for what you get for the price, it's it's quite good. Palisade on the other on the other end is just is an awesome car, but I just it's a lot of money. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of money for a car like that. You can either get a diesel or a petrol in, but there's no we don't have any electric options on that, just uh, or you know, hybrid options on that as of yet. And I think that you know it'll probably rule that out. The CX90 is kind of your middle ground because it's got it's got that inline six and it's got you know you know hybrid powertrains as well. Um, but I'm I'm with you, Riz. I think the CRV gets it for me. I, I think I think that's um I think that's a worthy winner. So the the talkie for the larger SUV goes for the Honda CRV. Now, Riz, we're getting to into your into into your um, s- section. Getting into the electric space, which is well one of the reasons why we got you on um, tonight again, Rizzy Ross, is the electric cars that were released last year. Um, these, uh, well, specifically that have been being on sale properly in Australia since last year. Uh, we've mentioned the Model Y, so that's on this list. Um, the BYD Seal, 
the Hyundai Ionic 5 slash Ionic 5N if you want to incorporate that into the list as well. Um, and I think those ones are like you, you're probably you're probably your main select few that are really that are really you know pick pick of the bunch um, for for this um, for the for this year. So uh, give us your opinions on all of them, Rizzy Ross. You being the uh, electric guru that you are, and and where would you put your money? Um, so as a sort of sports car person, sedans, I think um, the the BYD seals quite a quite a good car. Um, lots of space. I think the pricing when they sort of announced it starting at under 50 grand, it's a lot of car. Um, it's and 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 Maddie, you've had a chance to sit in the Addo 3, and that's premium car. Basically, take that Addo 3 and sort of um, you know, give it that Mercedes feel. Yeah. And it's they've done a lot to the interior and it feels very, very premium. Uh, with a lot of features in that car as well. So the BYD Seal's very, very compelling. The Hyundai Ionic 5 is a good car if you're looking for a touring sort of vehicle that stands out a bit in the way it looks. Um, so they're, they're, they're very comfortable, uh, very nice car, charges very quickly as well. Um, and, you know, if you look at just the other categories, there's one car that I think I will worth adding the mg4 yep the new mg4 it's um it's it's quite a fun car it's rear wheel drive it's um sort of mid-spec or now they've got the all-wheel drive x power bit of a pocket rocket if you just want to do you know as as a daily driver as such um but out of those i think my pick would be the byd seal just because of the feeling that it gives you in terms of how much space is in the car for the starting price and it looks apart. Yeah. I think it's a very good looking car. I think it's a sexy looking car. I think it's, um, you know, it's, it's giving like, well, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there for, for what BYD, the BYD seal and what Hyundai have done with the Ionic five, they've made electric cars kind of look cool. Like I, as much as I kind of like Tesla respect and respect what, you know, what they do, the cars kind of all look the same, and and they're and they're a bit bland on the outside. Um, that, that's that's not that's not saying it's a bad thing or anything. It's just it's just kind of be like, oh yes, yeah, the Tesla. But every time I see like a BYD Seal or an Ionic Five, I'm like, oh, that's that's like it's got presence. Mm. Like, and, and even a standard Ionic Ionic Five is just it's it's a cool looking car. It's something that hasn't been done before. Like when Hyundai showed off that concept with the Vision seventy four or whatever it was, I think it was. Uh, let me double check that. Um, yeah, that's uh, got that. You know the Japanese sports car look to it, but it's very—it's sort of a two-door, yeah, sort of a concept car that looked really, really cool. Yeah, um, it, it kind of looks like a DeLorean, but um, yeah. but like a modern-day DeLorean, and it looks epic. Like, like I'm looking at the photos of it now; it is a cool-looking car. Like Hyundai, you need to bring that out. Like that's a <laughs> that that has to happen. Um, but yeah, if that if that's a, if that's a vision of where Hyundai is going, I'm on board. Like I, th- I think yeah. I think that's um, I think that's a you know I would happily 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 buy buy one buy one of those because I, th- I think they they look great. But even the Ionic Five, I think the Ionic Five looks epic. I think it looks really really good. I think you know it's it's a very classy looking car, and and I'd love to see one in more detail. And and, and that's that's really piqued my interest because it's because before the seal, this we got the Ionic Five here in Australia, I think, and. Um, and it was the first kind of Thomas that saw electric cars. Like, whoa, that's actually a really good looking car. So I think for me, that's really changed the stigma of like what electric cars look like. 
I mean, because like the Auto Three, like it's 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 cool, but it's just a bit of a you know, it looks good, but it's it's yeah, it's just a bit yeah. it's a bit of SUV. Uh, whereas the Ioni Five is an SUV, but it's it looks good, you know, and it's it's got presence and. Um, and the BYD Seal does the same thing. It's it's got a sleek body. The front end looks looks really. You're right. It looks a bit Mercedes Benz. It looks, you know, that you can see where they've taken their stock use from it. And, and I think it's going to age quite well. And the MG4 again, yeah, real drive and and yeah, exciting. Uh, and I I think that's I think that's a really really cool thing. So um, my money was going to be on the Ioniq Five, but I can see why you put on the on the BYD Seal and you being the um the the the, the guru when it comes to EVs. I'm going to kind of give the uh, the electric talkie to the BYD seal. Well done. And for anyone that hasn't had a chance to either see one in person, they they are in quite a few locations now. They're even in Chatston. You can go and look at them in person. Uh, Braybrook for those in West of Melbourne and Danny Nong here in Southeast and just in general across Australia, they have many showroom and experience centers as well. They won't sell you anything. Just go in and have a look. It just... It doesn't um, – what it shows is how close these manufacturers are to sort of, you know, the top spec Mercedes and BMW sort of thing. You can sit in a top-grade BYD seal and you can sit in a BMW i5, which is 180-odd grand versus 65, 70 grand for a BYD seal top spec. And – genuinely you can see if you were blindfolded and you didn't know which brand you were in, you genuinely think the seals are Mercedes mm. in terms of just everything that it offers, the material, the build quality, the just, just the whole car. So it's just for anyone that's interested, just worth having a, having a um, sit in one of those just to see what it's like. And it is quite different, very spacious, um, which, a lot of the converted cars like the i5 or the i4, they've got the transmission tunnel in them. It makes the driver's seat quite cramped. Um, but, yeah, for those that are interested, just worth checking out. They're different cars. Ionic 5 as well, every dealer pretty much has one now. And you can go and sit in them. They don't have the, supp- they don't have the shortages they used to where people are waiting 12 months to place an order on one online. So you can go and check those out at most dealerships across the country now. Yeah, no, I am um, a big fan of that, and and all the ones in the, in that, in in that list, but especially those two. Like, if if that's the future of EVs, you know, I'm 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 down for it. Also, again, Hyundai, you need to make that Vision seventy four uh, Envision seventy four a reality because that is a one cool looking car. I know it's a concept car, but you can see whether whether some of the design cues have been put into the um, Ionic five with that car, like the square headlights and and stuff like that. So they're doing cool things. They're doing cool things, and they are trying to bring a lot more of that stuff in. Even in the petrol car world, the new, I think the new Santa Fe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. you know, it's 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 more blockier, and they've taken that block approach and sort of are bringing it to a fair few of their vehicles. So really cool to see. I think loving the design language coming out of Hyundai and Kia recently. So yeah, if that's what the future holds, then yeah, it's it's pretty pretty cool. Absolutely. And our last category, guys, for tonight is the sports category. So there's the sports cars or performance cars that have come out this year or um, sorry, last year now, that have uh, the hit, hit our market. Um, some have been released overseas and we, we, we're getting, so I'll put them in this list. So let's crack on with that list. The nominees are the Hyundai, uh, Hyundai um, the Honda Civic Type R, 
the Ford Mustang Dark Horse, the Kia EV6 GT, the Hyundai Ioniq 5N, um, and the Nissan Z, and also the Toyota Supra Manual, which came out as well. Um, so quite a, quite a big list. So we've got Civic Type R, Mustang Dark Horse, EV6 GT, Ioniq 5N, Nissan Z, and a Supra Manual. Rizzy Ross Actor, you had a Nissan Z on order. Um, and then you found the price and you were like, yeah, nah. <laughs> so, well, I still uh, won't be getting... Oh, the thing is, they didn't deliver any. So yeah. you still wouldn't... I mean, they've just started to do a few deliveries, but it's very rare to find them. And look, my pick out of all of them would probably be the um, Honda Civic Type R. I think it's a fun car. The last generation, the FK8, was an awesome, awesome car. I've been in it a fair few times. I've being a passenger on track days with that car. And it is a really, really fun, genuinely nice car. Even to this day, a 2018 model car, which mm -hmm. is nearly six years old now, five years old, is a very, very good car. And the new generation has just taken it to another level. And yeah, I think for myself, it would be the Honda Honda Civic Type R. I think it's probably one of the last few vehicles to get a bit of a makeover and get released in its, in its form. The future ones will be different powertrains and all the rest of it. So it's a, it's sort of a last hurrah from Honda on that front, and I quite like it. Well, Honda did say that this is the this is the last Type R with a you know combustion engine or com combustion engine only. Um, so this is going to be the be the full electric hybrid, which is exciting because um, it's it's probably going to make them go all drive because this the F five is still is still front wheel drive, but. My money was on that car as well, purely for the fact that it's an engineering marvel. Like it's it's tip, it's Honda, you know, kind of getting their gear back into, into order. Everything's been ainly done. It's you know, it's basically you know so precise and and like they've had these little Japanese guys you know, work on it, work on it, work on it, work on it, work on it to get to get it to be. It's the best thing, you know, um, under under a hundred thousand dollars. Like in terms of in terms of a driving experience. Um, and it's the and the, a lot of journos say that it's the you know um, the closest thing to a to a 911 GT3 um, in terms of like performance and 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 um, performance in terms of like you know handling in a com in a complete package, uh, which is a big thing to say about a seventy thousand dollar Honda. You know, so so for me that's first. I had I had the Ionic five second because I I think the end is just ridiculous. The you know, and look the the um, you know, it's it changes gears like a like a combustion car. It's 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 unbelievably well well done. I saw a video by Larry Chen. Uh, he he he, he, he test drove one at Sydney Motorsport Park when he was here. And you know, Keiichi Suchia, the, the the drift king, Rizzy Ross Akhtar's good mate. Um, you know, was was having one very sideways going around corners and stuff. And and I was like, what that is that? I said, if that's like the future of um EV, can be in man. I'm I'm 100 in. So yeah, they were my two picks, and I was really finding it hard to pick between pick between the two. But I'm I'm going to go to Type R because it's I've driven one, and I think I think it's bloody epic. Um, and it's it, it is as I believe the hype like it is the one of the most planted cars I've ever driven. It just feels like it. You 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 could drive like a cock, and you and you'd still wouldn't stuff it up. Like it, just, it feels that planted. So, um, that's my pick as well. So the winner for the sport category of the Torquey for 2023 is the Honda Civic Type. Uh Rizzy Ross, any other categories or anything you wanna you wanna mention before we finish the talkies? Um look I think uh like obviously the Type R itself is one of those cars that Honda's 
perfected over many generations. In many ways, it is similar to Porsche's 911, mm-hmm. uh, but obviously you're not, you know, having a starting price of about 300 grand versus mm-hmm. 70 or 75, whatever it is. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think it's a lot. It's a lot of car for anyone that does not have 75 grand laying around and still wants that experience. If you can find a FK8, the last generation model, if you can find a one priced around 40 to 50 grand, that's, uh, that's basically, in my opinion, 90% off the new car. Absolutely. So, so, you know, I think it's quite, quite good to see that Honda still is produced one and, I'm actually surprised at how quickly they're delivering it. It's a lot quicker than what Nissan did with the Z. And yeah, I think that's 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 great. The only other sort of, I guess, category, not saying it's a, it, it's a category that um, is growing in Australia for the right or wrong reasons, I'm not sure. And that's the large truck space. Mm-hmm. The Dodge Rams, the Ford F-150, and I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I overheard Toyota's bringing the bloody Tundra. Yeah, they bring the Tundra here. I've, I've heard that as well. And and Rivian wants to get on board of that as well in the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's there's a whole lot. Like, there's a large truck space, and it's very popular in the U.S., and that's all good. But we've, we're at a stage now where you've got those large trucks with basically no emission control at all <laughs> to, you know, Dodge, actually, Dodge last week, was fined 1.5 billion US dollars for emission issues. And this thing never, this story didn't even make any news because they were, and it was because of the Cummins engines they used, they were cheating on emissions. (laughs) So basically diesel gate, but uh, all of that sort of stuff. So it's, it's a, it's an interesting trend. I guess, obviously it's people in Australia that want that sort of stuff. And these, Companies are saying, well, why wouldn't we sell these products for 100? And what's an F 150? 100 plus grand? 120 grand or something. Yeah. yeah. They're not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. 120, 150 grand. And we sold in 2023, I think we sold over 5,000 Dodge Rams. Wow. So, you know, the market is growing. Uh, it is a different segment, but I'm not sure if if this is a long-term type of a segment where, you know, I have a feeling that in about five years' time, there'll be a whole lot of very cheap Dodge Rams and F-150s and Tundras because these companies will be forced not to sell them anymore. Well, that's that, That's one of the things I've been reading as well. Like, the, you know, it, it's <laughs> the fact that they, uh, they're saying that Australia's going to try to get to emissions level Euro 6D, um, you know, it's... None of the, not even the Ranger or Hilux, you know, yeah. you know, can can match that currently. So that, that's why they, they're, you know, it's a they're living on borrowed time. Um, and to answer your question about the F one fifties, they start out for an XLT, um, hundred hundred and sixteen thousand dollars a pro approximately. Yeah. Top of the range, they go from one forty nine for the Lariat. So like they're not cheap, like they're expensive as hell. None of none of this stuff, and I think that this is going to be the concern that if. If Rivian or someone decides to bring low or no emission large trucks into the market, um, fair enough, because, you know, I guess people can power them with cheaper electricity made here. 
but as long as they functionally operate the same as those, you know, some of those larger trucks, but at the same time, we have to be, um, we just don't want graveyard of these cars or these trucks in five years time. Um, in some ways, it reminds me of LPG conversions. We mm-hmm. converted every four Falcon and, <laughs> you know, Commodore we could find. And now you can't find any of them. And LPG tanks and stuff are still sitting at petrol stations. So um, interesting times. But, you know, if that's where the market is going, um, we just have to make sure that this is there for the long term. Um but, you know, the car industry, uh, another quick trend is I'm just disappointed at the number of sports cars that are just not there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we we talk about the MX-5s of the world and we just gave the talkie to <laughs> the Type R. Um, hopefully more of those sort of cars make a comeback. I know Toyota is trying with the GRs of the world, but you can't put a GR badge on everything. Yeah. It's like AMG sticking an AMG badge on everything, and then everything is an AMG. So, interesting times in our industry, Matty. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like it's just for me that you say that. Like for example, like you can get GL levels of of Hilux, GL levels of um, Corolla, Corolla. Sorry, um, uh, Yaris Cross. Yeah, and, and and it does kind of cheapen the brand, right? It cheapens the mystique of. Um, of, of what the car and what the brand stands for. You know, like the, the reason why I really like what Honda's done with Type R is that to get the Type R badge, it has to be a Type R. Like the, there's no R line, there's no ST line, there's no none of that, no GR. There's, you know, it, it's, it's you, you, you don't, you don't get a, a Type R or, you know, you don't get anything with the R badge on it, you know, unless it's a, unless it's an R. And then for me, that, that, that's the reason why, you know, in particular, the Type R is a very special car because it's, you know, it's it's a bespoke, um, you know, virtually the only panels that are the same to that on a standard Civic is the the front doors and the roof. Like the rest of it bespoke to Type R. Like that's that's when you make sure that, wow, that's actually a, you know, a proper car. So, um, so yeah, like <clears throat> M Sport packs on, on virtually everything, like it just cheapens the brand and, and AMG packs on everything, it cheapens the brand and, and ST lines and, and R lines and, yeah, it's it's not it's you know you should you should keep them separate and this is and, and that's and that's another reason why I think you know car companies and I said it before in the show what with you is like car like the car industry is quite often sheep you know they they they're kind of lemmings they they just they just follow you know one another and um it's interesting to see that Hyundai is doing something different by mm. by 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 you know by by doing you know in you know the the N Vision seventy four and and the Kona and the the, the Kona N and the N and the um the whole end division is great, but I, I know they've got an inline versions as well. But like they've also got you know cars like the Ionic Five, which is just completely looks awesome. You know, you know what I mean? And and they're they're not following trends. They're 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 being different. Like the Ionic Five N, you know, it's it's like a, it's like you're driving a um, combustion car, even though it's electric. You know, yeah. and, and the fact that they've done that, like no one else is doing that in the space. Um, and no one's trying to like you say, oh well, look, you, you know, if you're if you're a bit unsure about about you know electric cars, why don't you drive this because it's kind of like in between because you still get the feeling of shifting yeah. gears and you still get the feeling of, of you know the emotion of of a of a of a combustion engine and and no one's doing that you know and and because everyone else is just you know let's just make it electric which is fine, yeah. but the you know it's it's kind of a sheep thing like if you look at the SUVs side on like pretty much everyone's SUV in white side on they all look the same. You know, like there's, yep. it's 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 kind of a worrying trend, Riz. 
And this is the thing. I mean, like this is where we've got uh, polarizing designs, you know, um, that are sort of, you know, like like we've got this um, cyber truck behind me. It's polarizing in its sense, um, but anyone that tries to do stuff differently, you know, one thing actually is the kind of cars coming out of China are very, very unique now. Mm-hmm. Like BYD will, in the last 12 months, there's at least four new models that I've covered very closely on the Driven. They're just every every three months they're launching a car. Mm-hmm. And Volkswagen and everyone's taking years to do it. Mm-hmm. And this is what's the, and Volkswagen's biggest market was China and they're losing market share like no tomorrow. Just to put, give you an idea, um, Volkswagen recently announced the ID7, which is like, um, like a Volkswagen Arteon um, or larger Passat. Was, right, this yeah. was going to be their flagship car, flagship electric car in the world's biggest electric car market, which is also the biggest Volkswagen's biggest customer base right. has been in China. Yeah. Three days of pre-sales. So in China, it's very common to do pre-sales of cars. Mm-hmm. Three days of pre-sales, they got 300 orders. BYD launches a shooting brake type of an SUV called uh, the the song uh, the Sea Lion. Yeah, I've seen and, that. Oh, yeah. And within three days, they got you know nearly thirty thousand orders. Wow. And it, it just goes to show that you know technologically how far behind Redubs is, mm-hmm. and how quickly are new models being rolled out of these new brands, new automotive brands like BYD and the rest. And there is, you know, nearly 100 companies that are doing the same. Last week, Xiaomi, you know, the... Yeah, the phone company. The phone company. Yeah. They've got they've got a car that's, you know, going to be faster than Porsches, taking a lot of inspiration from Porsche, but they reckon they'll be able to manufacture that very... And they unveil a car, and within three months, customers have their first deliveries. That's how quick that's happening. And they're making sports cars. They're making, they're making sports sort of hybrid cars. And in general, like they're learning very quickly. So the future of sports cars will be coming from China. So Riz, and- tell me, tell me, why do you think that's happening? Why do you think they're able to produce these cars and like design them and create them so quickly? Yet. Yeah, the ID buzz and stuff has has is now what in 2019, 2018, yes. and we still haven't got one. Like, you know, like, like, how does that? How does that even make any sense? Volkswagen hasn't delivered a single electric car that customers can buy in the country. The only yeah. car that is even remotely Volkswagen that's electric is the Cobra Born. Mm-hmm. It's a fun car. It was released just before Christmas, twenty twenty two, but nothing. So, you know, they've sold 800-odd Cooper Borns, but there's nothing else in the market. This is what's scary as to how quickly things happen in China. There's so much competition that for these companies to survive, they have to export cars. Wow. China now is the biggest exporter of vehicles globally. Are you serious? I didn't know yeah, that. Biggest exporter of vehicles globally. And this is not electric. This is everything. You, mm-hmm. you, we're seeing our market with MGs and you name it, everything's coming here. Um and they're able to create and produce cars so quickly. And they're designed by people that know what they're doing. The chief designer of BYD is ex-Audi, mm. head designer, ex-Lamborghini. Right. Um, so, you know, the, these guys know how to design cars. They know how to manufacture cars. They 
make a lot of the components themselves. BYD makes their own motors, their own battery packs. Like Tesla, they do a lot of their stuff in-house, so they're not paying 30% margin to a battery supplier, you know, because ultimately the customer is paying that 30%. So they're able to design these cars and they're able to mass produce them so quickly. That's what's going to be the biggest, you know, sort of issue that a lot of the industry sees. And for us car people, I think that's where the future cars are going to come from. Um, sports cars, I think Lotus had their Amira. Mm-hmm. Lotus is also Chinese-owned now, so everything that they do will be coming from their Polestar, Chinese-owned, has Volvo Heritage, Volvo cars, Chinese-owned. Um, they know how to make sports cars. They're making their own brands. BYD's launched like three brands in the last 12 months. Oh, yeah. Denza, which is their luxury brand. Then there's Yang Wang, funny name, but they've got like $150,000 US, $150,000 US dollar four-wheel drives, off-roaders. You know, this is, and that's that's how quickly things are moving over there. And those cars are made for global markets, including ours. So we will be, we'll be seeing a lot of these cars that will look different, uh, build quality will be up there with the Japanese. Um, and, you know, if they can give customers what customers are looking for uh, in all different segments, then I think there'll be a clear winner while the rest of the industry is it, it, it struggles. So if I look at the top, top, let's go top 30 EV sales for models in Australia for 2023, mm-hmm. there's only two models that are Japanese, the Nissan Leaf. And I think there's a Lexus in there somewhere. And they're right at the bottom, pretty much. So everything else is either made in China, including the Teslas and the Polestars and the Volvos and the BYDs and MGs, um, or a few, not too many, are made in Korea. So that's the Hyundai's and the Kia's of the world. Uh, European guys are catching up, but they're still, you know, large volumes are not there. Like Volkswagen doesn't even have a car. BMW and Mercedes um, seem to be doing okay. So exciting times because we'll have new brands entering our market. But at the same time, I think we can't have too many expectations from existing brands. So so what's your take on like Cherry coming back? I think people are talking about it. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, last time Cherry was here, <laughs> nobody was talking about it apart from us car people. Yeah, <laughs> we're just saying, hey, you can buy that car for like twelve thousand dollars or whatever it was, yeah, it's like it the Hyundai gets. Yeah, but no, no, I, I think this time they're coming back with a well-designed product, priced right, and they will be able to sell. They're already selling quite a few. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of cherries on the road. I was, I was like, I couldn't, I'm like, like, cherries back. Like, I knew they were back, but I didn't expect to see so many of the cars on the road. Yeah. So, and, and, and another reason why I think they're selling so well is because you're, you're right, Riz, they're pumping out so many cars that they've just got stock. Yeah. You know, so, so, like, you can just go, like, you walk into a VW dealer. Oh, have you got this? Sorry, you're going to be waiting 12 months. Walk next door to MJ. Oh, yeah, with 50 here. Yeah. Pick one. Yeah. And, and, and that's and the difference. People don't, people don't want to wait anymore. Like, people are sick of waiting, Riz. Well, and this is the thing, you know, like we talk about COVID and supply chain issues and people waiting months and months for their cars. And some people now with Toyota cars think it's a joke. Um, Mm -hmm. BYD and these guys, you know, BYD is building its own ships. 
seriously, car transporting ships and one one of them that has capacity of 7,000 cars at a oh, time no. is going to be just dedicated for Australia. Wow. So this is this is how seriously they're taking this stuff. Yeah. They're building factories in Thailand to produce right-hand drive cars only. Well, those cars are coming right here. So it's it's going to be quite an interesting thing to see because the rest of the industry is very slow and it's not moving. Mm-hmm. You talk to the Ford guys and they've just launched their Mustang Mach-E. That's like three-year-old car in our market. Volkswagen this year will launch their ID4 and ID3, which is two, three-year-old product. So why should we get the scraps and pay a premium for them? Yep. The marquee starts at about 80 grand or mm-hmm. whatever it is. They've just reduced the price reduced before the price. they even delivered any. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like that's, uh, and, and when you compare that to a Tesla Model Y, you think, well, that's a current sort of car. It's got more space. It's got a mm-hmm. charging network everywhere. You can do a whole lot of different things. It's so cheap to fill up at home. And, up over the air updates every month you get something new and you know the kids have if you've got kids you can you know play games and do whatever you just can't do that in a mustang marquee and that costs you cost more yeah absolutely and and like i said on a marquee they had one at the at high point a couple couple weeks ago and i walked in there and, and i had a look at it and, and, and the guys were talking to the guys that were forward you know, were talking to another customer and playing with some buttons and, and everything and i'm like oh my god yeah that's all right and then but then I'm like, I look at the price, and I'm like, this is for the price. Well, you know, it, it needs to be twenty grand cheaper. Yeah, yeah, like for, for it to even compete, because it's, it just doesn't have the tech, doesn't have the, the even the fit and finish was was not great. Because I know it's an American made car, they're not great. So compared to compared to like your Tesla is, like your your Tesla's a Chinese made one. I was like, yours yours ones kills it. Well, this is the thing. I have both. I've got the American-made one, which is my daily driver, and then I've got the, the Chinese-made one, which I drove on the weekend. And the fit and finish is, you know, just the Chinese-made products. A lot of people are driving around, and the BMW iX3 comes from China. I think mm-hmm. the a lot of the Volvo, pretty much all the Volvo cars, all the Polestar cars, um, they're really, really well built. Basically, you can't tell you can't tell the difference anymore and you can't get like companies can't get away with making cars that are not quality. We just don't look at the American stuff with the same lens as we look at the Chinese stuff, which is Chinese stuff is far superior. Um, everything's made there. So they should know how to make things. Well, yeah, I mean, that is true. It's like, but like I think the stigma of oh, it's Chinese, it's rubbish. It's, it's kind of going out the window now, isn't it really? Well, in most things that people use are made there. So it's not yeah. really like people have no issues picking up a phone call or computer or whatever with it. So it, it's going to be quite an interesting time moving forward. But as car people, I think there's a lot more exciting stuff happening in China than there is in the US or Japan at the moment. And that's what I think is going to be once they sort out or once they get the you know, the popular stuff, the SUVs of the world out, then they'll start to focus on some of their other other products. So there's a company that's also owned by the same company that owns Volvo and Polestar. So Geely, Geely which yeah. also owns Lotus. They've got a different brand called Zika. The Z E E K R. They have um they've just recently launched into Europe. And they have a car in China called Zika 001. And that car has a 
top spec performance quad motor version that is able to do zero to 100 in two seconds. And it has, <laughs> the seeker has basically hired Kimi Raikkonen as their advisor. And in this car, <laughs> they have, in this car, they have a Raikkonen mode. What the hell? So you take the Ionic 5N and basically put it on steroids, and that's what you get out of this so, car. Yeah. So there's, they're, they're starting to produce that car now. Um, so, you know, these guys know how to produce stuff. They are able to hire the best of the best to make it happen, whatever their vision is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the stuff that the Japanese used to be able to do, but just don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and Hyundai, they did that with, uh, what was the name? Alex Beerman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you know the the BMW M guy, they mm-hmm. got they got him involved in getting their N brand off the ground, and that's what the Chinese are quite happy to do. They're happy to go out there and say these guys know how to drive fast cars. They know what's needed, so we're going to just get that and make it happen. So, just a lot's going on in this space at the moment. I think um, I think money talks there is as well, yeah. So like you know, if if they can say, look, we'll give you X amount, just come to us and we and we'll give you what you need. And, and these companies have got nothing to lose, Riz. You know, like you, you got to remember, like they're they're they're, they're backed by you know, such such strong such strong backing that they can just do it. You know what I mean? So, um, and like I sat in a I sat in a brand new XC40 recently, and a lot of your work's got one, and it's unbelievable. A really really nice car, and it's Chinese made. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, the, the, that stigma behind Chinese is just. Forget it now. Like it's they're they're, they're just they well, we we used to laugh. Oh, we'll be all driving Chinese cars. We are. <laughs> it's happening. Well, so it's just wait thing, and see. As you know, you and I remember um, keep being politically correct, but you and I remember seeing on the back of Holden's build with spanners, not chopsticks. Yeah. I think the Holden's are the ones that are falling apart at the moment, and not so much the stuff coming out of China at the moment. It's just at different level. And these companies are not scared to use new manufacturing methods and technologies like mm-hmm. Xiaomi come out of nowhere and they're going to be using giga castings and things that Tesla's sort of worked heavily mm-hmm. on to make sure the cost to produce the shell of the body is just, you know, as affordable as it can be, as efficient mm-hmm. as it can be. So some of these newer companies as well, Zika as well, they've got in their manufacturing facilities they have these big casting machines as well. So they basically don't wait around and see what the new thing is. They adapt it and use it straight away. Yeah. None of the Volkswagen plants have anything like that. None of the Toyota stuff has anything like that. So when these guys see something good, they hire the best and they make it happen. And that's what we're going to get in a lot of our future sports cars and stuff that, you know, um, us car people can look forward to. Absolutely, which is exciting because you know like, I'm actually excited to see to see all these cars come alive. And and you're right, the, the Japanese have kind of been stale, yeah, you know, like not stale, but like just they're, they're kind of at a stalemate. Like they 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 still do like, well, we're gonna do what we know, and we're gonna keep doing it, and we're not we're gonna double, but we're not gonna fully venture. Um, so like like but like for example, companies like MG have got like their full electric cars, but they're still with their combustion cars as well. You know, so. Um, uh, I, I, it almost feels like Toyota and, and these companies are waiting it out to, to see how it plays out, you know. And 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 they're, they're like like they're, they're a bit they're a bit afraid to take the gamble to to do some full electrics. That's so, a problem because the, because what's happening to Toyota at the moment, and not, not many people are seeing this, is 
in China, they can't compete anymore. Mm. So in China now, you can buy an electric car that's cheaper than a petrol car. So when that happens, why would anyone buy a petrol car? Because, you you know, you pay so much more for fuel. And in the world's biggest car market, that's what they want. And also the resale values are plummeting rapidly. Nobody wants, it's like a couple of years after the iPhone was released, nobody wanted a flip, flip phone anymore. So why would people want a flip phone, which is what Toyota is offering now? So what they've done is they've gone to BYD to say, hey, supply us the battery and supply us the the drivetrain or the motors and make a car for us. We're just going to stick a Toyota badge in front of it. So, and, and that's happening, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's called the, if you look up Toyota BZ3, yeah, which is like the BZ4X, the big flop electric car that they put up, everything in the BZ3 is all BYD under the skin. And that's what they have done. They've gone and they've said, we, we can't compete in this. Mitsubishi pulled out of China last year. So all the big guys can't compete anymore. If you haven't got a product, uh, you you can't. Like, for example, in cities like Shanghai, if you buy a pure petrol uh, or diesel car, you can't get a number plate to put on the car because the city won't allow you to have a number plate unless you go into a lottery. But if it's an electric car, they'll give you a number plate straight away that you can stick on a car that you buy. Yeah, I did not know that. And that's been going on for nearly 10 years now in large cities like Shanghai. So they have a real pollution issue that they need to solve. And the best way to do that is to reduce the number of petrol and diesel cars out there. And they're doing it They're doing it big, like it's at scale. So a lot of these Japanese car brands can't compete. They're waiting for hydrogen. They're waiting for solid-state batteries. But they're realizing that it's very difficult. Nissan, you know, Nissan produces so many Leafs, right? Yeah. They launched Aria, which is their SUV equivalent of an electric car. And now apparently they can't produce any out of the US plants because they didn't realize how difficult it was to make electric cars. Yes. Yeah. So the Japanese are, I don't know what they're going to do. And now the Dahetsu thing, which you must yeah. have yeah. heard about, right? So it's, it's not looking, and Dahetsu did a big deal at the end of 2022 with CATL, which is the biggest maker of batteries globally. Mm-hmm. They also supply batteries to Tesla. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the base model Tesla cars have the CATL batteries, but they did a deal with Dahetsu, and I thought this was going to be a good turning point for them to make smaller electric cars. Mm-hmm. The small segment, you know, we have the K cars, the Chinese equivalent of K cars go gangbusters. There's just mm-hmm. such a huge market for them. Um, and yeah, we, the Japanese aren't producing anything apart from maybe the Nissan Sakura and the Mitsubishi EKX or whatever it is. See, when I was in Japan, I was expecting to see a lot more, you know, electric Ks, but they 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 don't really do them. Like like no. you know, the, the, I mean, I saw, I saw a few uh, Sakuras, but. Um, that was it. Like, I, you know, I was like, oh, like that, that surprised me that, that the Japanese, you know, leaders of technology for you forever, essentially. And you know um, which brand is doing big in um, in Japan at the moment? BYD wants to open up like over 100 showrooms by the end of 2024. Wow. And they only entered the market last year. Wow. So this is going to be quite interesting to see how if people want electric cars and the only ones they can get are made in China or made in Thailand that mm-hmm. BYD will produce, then what's the difference between them and Honda? 
because Honda produces cars in Thailand and sends sells them everywhere. So yeah. very interesting times ahead in in our industry. Hundred mm, percent. I'm actually looking forward to to seeing what happens in the in, in the, I think 2024 and 2025 are going to be two very big years for for the industry. So, um, you know, keep your eyeballs there. Rizzy Ross, thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks, Maddie, for having me on. We'll try and make this happen more often. Hundred percent, man. Um, we'll have us try get back in, and, and uh, we'll, we'll try catch up in 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 due course. Um, Rizzy Ross, where can people find you and your writing? So if anyone's interested, I'm on our website called thedriven.io um, and it's Australia's sort of number one electric vehicle publication. Um, yeah, so a bit of my writing there and um, yeah, otherwise you can reach reach out to me through carloop.com.au covering electric vehicle market trends and what's happening in the space. Absolutely. He's the guy to know. Um, like and share our Facebook pages, Car Talk TYQ with Major. If you missed any of our previous episodes, they're all up on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasting apps. And so don't forget to subscribe and review to us there. Check out our merch, go to Teespring Store, go to teespring.com, type in Car Talk Store, or become a patron to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash Car Talk Podcast. Support the show there. Rizzy Ross, honor as always, man. Good to have you back. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Thanks, man. See you.